Somewhere between the law of the wild and the nature of man lies the edge. I'm not gonna die. It's today. I'm gonna kill the mother. Few technological developments have had as great an impact on our lives as these two idiots. Thought tells me you two are pretty good. Best in the company. Golly, I'm so impressed. You're talking about line of sight. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Welcome to Line of Sight. This is episode 216, recording on January 19th, 2023, and my name is Adam. And my name is Nathan. This is a very special episode you joined us for today, folks. Uh, it's the cold of winter. We've done it before. We've done just just a random pick from the back catalog uh from the 90s catalog yeah well i was thinking we did the gray yeah similar to this this week we're gonna do the edge both the something and kind of cold survival (laughs) is both plane crashes actually (laughs) yeah is revenant the revenant yeah there you go we got that there too yeah so we'll hold on to that one but uh how's the the winter treating you so far great in that it's not too bad it's not as frigid as the rest of the world i feel we were cold for a little bit and now we're not as cold so it's really not unbearable it's only the last couple yeah, of days been like minus unbearable. five Oh, well, it's been worse up here. It's been today. I saw minus 11 when yeah. I was in the car. Uh, and we did have a snow day last week. There was a day. I don't know. Uh, got a big dumping. So I don't mind it now because things are plowed. That's the thing. Like, I wish this happened before Christmas. We kind of yes. talked about it, how you wanted it on the on the ground and it's come it's been plowed the roads are dry but there's just a nice blanket of snow so it just stays like that that's fine but it is very cold uh my socks aren't as warm as they appear to be once you go outside and they really get tested by the elements i feel like (laughs) these socks are maybe more summer socks that i have on and they don't look it they look like they'd be nice and warm but i don't know the cold air just finds its way into them unless i'm out for an extended period of time my feet are fine like i'm not i how do you wear socks when you're home yeah like maybe once in a while but like if i come home have a shower and i'm not going out the house for the rest of the day no socks bare feet do you sleep in socks now we're getting intimate oh uh no i 
I would say I never sleep in socks, but maybe when I'm like sick, I feel like yeah, I'll. It's a weird thing. I'm sure it doesn't really make a difference for my body, but oh, for sure, uh, helps. Yeah, it's one of those things. If I have socks on, I feel too hot. So if I'm sick, it's like I'm gonna just boil my body here. Yeah, the socks are gonna push me over the edge. Uh. Yeah, I don't sleep in the nude, but as close to it as possible. <laughs> and I'm just sweating. That G string you got going there. <laughs> I remember uh, to our friend old. Trevor talking about how he sleeps completely, like bundled up in like a cocoon of clothes. blankets and clothes and just sweating but that's the way he wants it and it's like yeah i'm like in my boxers and i'm sweating i was actually taking sheets off because it's gross i was talking to him about that the other day (laughs) and how like he dresses to like as like a four-year-old going to bed (laughs) like just full clothes Full full jammas tucked in and it's just like, what are you doing? Just n- j- not just the like heat comfort level, but the just turning, like when yeah. you turn and your clothes are sure. like, tighter <laughs> on you, and it's just like, oh, you gotta loosen it up or yeah. whatever. It's just that alone is not worth it. So even like I'll push it even when I'm sick. I will wear a shirt or whatever when I'm sick, but. If, like, it's even now in the winter, I love crawling into a cold bed and warming it up and having it all tucked in. And then just like, I know in the by the morning, I'll be all warm and to- toasty. Oh, yeah. No, uh, absolutely. The l- l- least amount of clothes that's politically uh, <laughs> viable. Yeah. Uh, this, I don't know if this is even further personal, but talking about being tucked in, do you leave your sheets tucked in at the bottom of the bed or are they free? <laughs> Absolutely free. As free as they can get. I like hotels or anything. You rip oh, them yeah. out. Uh, so much free that most, like you're taller than me, but most of the time, my feet are hanging out of the bed. I like to s- start on my stomach and I have my feet hanging out of the bed and just straight down. So they're not even lying on the mattress. They're straight down. Uh, but this is in ideal temperature settings. Like if it's at first, I got a system where you lift your feet up a little and then the little sheet will be there and then you... <laughs> tuck it in so it's all tucked in but uh if it's like ideal summer weather or i'm warm enough feet out of the bed like i almost you know i feel like i'm weird like this like i can endure cold feet like even if they're a little cold i feel like it regulates the rest of my body it's like that is true that part's cold but the rest of me is warm so it averages out it's like when you have you're like a little too hot it's like i'm gonna just put one foot out and yes. that will do it <laughs> yes yeah. 
but yeah, I can't. I don't like it being tucked in. I can't oh, fit. Although t- I don't stretch out when I'm sleeping, I bend my knees and sleep on my side. So yeah, I don't sleep on halfway my side. to the fetal position. I, I, I feel cry myself to sleep. I feel like I'm either something like obviously I'll sleep in any position, but I feel I go to sleep on my stomach, and then I wake up. Who knows where? Does that not kill your back? It kills my back if I'm on an air mattress. I slept on an air mattress like a couple weeks ago. And that uh, in the morning, it was like, this is horrible because it was like sleeping on your stomach in a hammock. (laughs) Like that, like (laughs) it's horrible. But if your bed's fine. I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with the bed, but I don't usually sleep on my stomach. If I do, it's by accident that I've fallen asleep that way. And I usually wake up with a super stiff back. Uh, like, I think <laughs> you love this comment. I think when we slept together on Steve's <laughs> uh, pull-out couch, like I slept on my stomach on that even. I just like the pillow, like I'm holding on to the pillow, two arms usually, and I feel like I like almost like flex myself into sleep, like like, (laughs) squeezed up in there, Uh, but apparently I'm a nightmare to sleep with because like everything's just a mess, like the sheets, everything are all over the place compared to my wife's side of the bed where she claims she can just get in pull the blankets <laughs> over get out and the bed's already made or mine's just a nightmare yeah we know friends of my parents do not have set sides of the bed does that not That's... seem like insane yeah, I don't know how that doesn't just happen by accident. Yeah, but apparently... You're bound to just be like, well, I slept here last night, so... Yeah. I guess I'll stay here forever. I know everything else <laughs> in life is such a routine that you just do stuff, but apparently not. And I just mentioned that just because, like, our mattress... I don't know how old it is. It's old enough now, but it's just like... Mine is so much more <laughs> worn out because yeah. it's got a hundred pounds extra for 20, <laughs> 10 years of beating the heck out of that one side. Yeah, we definitely are due. <laughs> I'm sure it's not that's not but when I go over there, either. it's like, no, I like my little canoe that I've carved out. <laughs> that it's sunk yeah, in. it's. I can't help but sleep a certain way because I can't like be over more than a couple inches <laughs> from where the usual spot is because I'm just like sucked back in. <laughs> yeah. There's an I Love Lucy where it's literally like a canoe. And yeah. <laughs> and speaking of canoes, brings us back to mm-hmm. today. We're gonna talk. Uh, let me bring this up for the I want, people. Uh, when you no mentioned that Adam Sandler it. thing, did we talk about that on the show or before the show? <laughs> uh, before. Okay. So I brought up Spaceman coming to Netflix soon. I think it's March 1st. Yeah. Adam I do want to see that ISIS. 
ISS. <laughs> ISIS in space. Yeah. Um, I think that comes out today, actually. Yeah. Um, okay. The Edge, who's this? Directed by Lee Tamahori. Written by David Mamet. Yeah, I didn't even register that. Maybe I've known that, but I didn't remember that. Well, I was thinking just before we were getting going, it's like, now that we've watched and we plan to talk about it, I was like, have we not talked about this? But I think I watched it a couple years ago and brought it up and then had a small discussion, but not. We didn't do a deep dive. And I'm sure I mentioned it there because I noticed in the credits and I noticed it again this time. Uh, written by David Mamet. Um, synopsis, an intellectual bil- billionaire and two other men struggle to band <laughs> together and survive after getting stranded in the Alaskan wilderness with a bloodthirsty Kodiak bear hunting them down. <laughs> You're laughing at just two other men. Yes, yeah, so two just... other men. And two other men. Uh, um, the billionaire being Sir Anthony Hopkins and one of the other men being Alec Baldwin and the bear being Bart the Bear very famous bear actor um, he's a good actor great actor I think well especially this but um I mentioned it in uh, 1988. He, he's the star of The Bear, or one of the bears in there. There's a couple, but they were pushing for uh, Oscar nomination for that <laughs> because it's so Bart the Bear heavy, and uh, they said, no, you got to be human. But yeah. uh, you got to know that you're acting. Yeah, you're not just doing it for treats, I guess. But this is uh, his second last film, it looks like, 97. And then he was in Meet the Deedles in 1998. Well, who can forget? But uh, was, let's, let's, this is a filmography worth mentioning. Um, Bart the Bear. So who could forget Benji the Hunted? I'm not going to read everything. Oh, actually, let me go back a bit. Kenny Rogers as the Gambler, the adventure continues, TV movie, credited as the Bear. Benji the Hunted, he played Bear. Uh, the Great Outdoors, he played the ba- bald-headed Bear. Mm. Then he played the Kodiak Bear in The Bear. <laughs> He's the Bear in White Fang, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, Legends of the Fall, 12 Monkeys, Homeward Bound 2, Lost in San Francisco, The Edge, and, of course, the most prolific, Meet the Deedles. Uh, There's a few other little things in there, but that's pretty good for an animal actor. I feel like most get one shot, and and then they get a second shot of another kind. (laughs) Yeah, there's a couple well-known movies there. Yeah. That's pretty good. Good for him. Yeah. And it sounds like he didn't rip anyone's face off, so that's yeah. pretty good. 
And then I will also say, uh, very good, um, I don't know what you'd call it, but, um, editing between having actors with the bear. Oh, yeah. And the animatronic bear that they use that you really can't even tell. No. Because they're very good with, like, yeah, don't, like, do a close-up of this thing. Like, it's just, you get a blur of fur or whatever, but... Um, aside from a bad white wig, especially when it's wet, when it's oh. supposed to be Anthony Hopkins, there's a few times where it's like, well, obviously that's a stunt man. But other than that, like if, if you can kind of just ignore it, you would think that they're there with the bear the whole time. Yeah. And I didn't even think about animatronics. I thought in some parts... I don't even know what to think that it was so good in that uh, I don't know if there was film tricks or what. I only say animatronic because I did see that in the credits as well. And I didn't think of it while watching it. So, yeah, yeah, I I wonder if there was like, yeah, if it's animatronics, like arms or whatnot. But uh, like specifically, we'll get into everything else, too. But specifically when they're uh crossing the log and you see him you see the bear and anthony hopkins in one shot right and i was just like i don't know how they did that maybe yeah it was the bear and the trainer's just there and they're trusting that this <laughs> thing's not gonna go mad right well if he's already on the log maybe there actually was that separation between them that they could get away yeah with i think this one was like further back but like at the same i'm thinking like is this a trick like did they f- yeah just like imp- imp- uh superimpose anthony hopkins later or whatever like shot the same thing or whatever like how you uh sometimes will film the same person to get them in the same scene like multiplicity type thing (laughs) but yeah all the bear stuff is excellent especially uh the attacks and it's not it's better than i ever remember every single time i watch it it's like i'm expecting it to be like hokey and like edited around and there are certain parts where it's like little cheats and they're editing for sure uh but obviously they're editing but it's so well done where there seems to be quite a bit of impact and it does seem like they're both in the scene the people and the bear uh yeah i think they do an excellent job where like talking about the revenant it's like yeah, that's something, but then it's not a real bear. Where this is, you might not get the full pull-out look, you know what I mean, of like seeing everything, but the realness is so much more impactful, I feel. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm more scared of this bear than I am of the Revenant bear, because this one feels yeah. real. It feels real. And 
I feel like there less things change. I don't think that they would make a movie like this or not as in they wouldn't make it the same way and it's all just going to be CG from here on out if it's going to involve an actor. Yeah, I wonder like with the gray it is a lot of CG. Right? I'm sure there was some real wolves. I would assume. You don't see them as much. Oh, I guess you, I mean, running and stuff. But, like, I don't, I feel like it's always dark. You never really see a lot. It's all kind of off screen that stuff happens. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like any survival thing would be more CG and the gray type thing. But, yeah. Yeah. And just because we're kind of starting off in the middle, I'll just say that it is interesting. Like the bear is a big selling point to the movie as a synopsis, but it is kind of a limited chunk of like the middle of the movie where it's like the bear exists and it's there, but it's, it's like a sub climax because they decide to, fight the bear and kill the bear and they succeed and then there's a whole bunch more movie to yeah. do. It feels like which I think they is could great. just get home but because there's more the story bear, going on. Yeah, there's more than just the bear. It's sort of like it'd be one thing like this movie could be just we went on a camping trip and then we got to deal with a bear and then they do kill it versus this where it's like it's a survival movie so we got to survive oh we ran into the bear we kill it but we still got to keep surviving and keep going after that Mm -hmm. so yeah so is this a movie you've seen a lot Uh, this is only my second time so I probably this is probably third or fourth time, fourth or fifth. I I I think I saw it on TV years and years ago, and then it's only recently that it was like I remember seeing bits and pieces of it, uh, and never. I think I had seen the second half before I saw the full movie. Uh, but I was almost. This seems like top 100 material for me. Where it's like, I could convince myself to put yeah. it in my 90s and bump something out. I don't think it's quite there. I gave it a four and a half, jumping ahead. I don't really have a lot to complain about it. There's just something not... Kind of the ending and whatnot, but there's just... I don't know what it is. But I absolutely do love it. Uh, And, yeah. I've seen it a few times now. And, yeah. Survival survival thrillers. I am going to... I started watching that new Alive movie from Spain. (laughs) Yeah. On Netflix. Alive 2. So, but it was weird because it's dubbed 
in English. So I wonder if I didn't even look if there was a setting sure to change that. Sure, there's a way that. to change that. Yeah, but I don't like because dubbed. I, I, it is so dubs are weird. <laughs> like it doesn't. I don't know. I think I. Sometimes I can handle them, but most of the time it's like I'd rather just read a subtitle. So, what do you think of the Edge, Adam? 1997's The Edge. Yeah. Um, I would agree. It is it is quite good. It's pretty close to being a five, but there's some things that, I don't know, have that, like, 90s, the bad side of the 90s to it. <laughs> like, like what? Uh there's some parts with Alec Baldwin that feel too goofy, his performance. Um, I don't know if it's just because he does have a comedic side and this is a pretty serious movie. And even though like, yeah, the character can still be joking around, but I don't know. It, it feels out of place because it's him. Maybe, I don't know. Mm. Uh, but it has a lot going for it. Like the visuals, the landscape is all great. The sound and the score, Jerry yeah. Goldsmith. It's a pretty good uh, theme he's got going there. Um, Anthony Hopkins is awesome. <laughs> he That is my most obvious and takeaway of this how like he I'm really gonna, carries it I'm, and you would legends of it. the fall and other stuff that i've not seen that are on netflix i'm gonna go on an anthony hopkins kick yeah he is a good call he is so good like he is what makes the movie like you're so drawn into him uh makes me want to watch zorro with three finger jack yeah <laughs> just... i didn't make that connection until like thinking of other anthony hopkins movies and it's like oh yeah i obviously when three finger jack shows up in this i thought of him in that but i didn't <laughs> connect that they're both in it yeah because they probably aren't really they're not in it together yeah but uh but they were consecutive years I'm yeah pretty sure um, and he does have like anthony hopkins in a lot of movies behaves this way but he does have old man zorro vibes in this like his silence and yeah. stuff uh and odin definite odin vibes yeah. i love odin <laughs> <laughs> but you're not King. Why'd you twist my words? <laughs> Future Santa. No, he, he's amazing. Anthony Hopkins, I know everyone praises him, but... It is, uh, it's due. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not like a... It's not blown smoke. He's actually that good. Yeah, he really is. And for a somewhat, I, I don't know, what you, like a subtle performance, he's not bombastic or anything. And it takes him a while even in survival mode to like start going nuts 
like to start like screaming i mean and just being mm-hmm. more energetic he's pretty low-key uh throughout it he actually a little bit especially uh before the plane crash it's funny that he's a billionaire and that he kind of reminds me a little of elon musk where it's like he's too smart for everyone <laughs> kind of yeah. and just like oh oh i understand like he's like <laughs> he's trying to like get social cues not yeah. that like he doesn't understand but just uh he does feel like he's at a different level and he plays it excellently it makes me think of his character in meet joe black okay because he's a rich guy i don't think he's as not that he's socially awkward in this but yeah just the like he's a different kind of person than everyone else yeah he's Uh, just sitting back observing more yeah um one uh oh and that was the next year so i guess that kind of fits man what a what a run there um the edge was 97 mask of zorro and meet joe black were 98 Hmm. and then of course mission impossible 2 in 2000 um (laughs) (laughs) the way he talks though um there's like no hesitation is the note that I made where it's like someone asks him something and he's just like on it and it's not like he has to think about it. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like that is so alien to other characters where it's like, usually there's a little bit of a ponder before you just open your mouth and he's, I don't know. It's, it makes the character very unique. I think is, no hesitation in anything and he's just very matter of fact knows what's up um there's a few lines i'm sure i didn't write them down perfectly but i liked when it's like what if it's not south it is it has no choice (laughs) like the way he says things like that it's like well it doesn't feel south just because you're lost doesn't mean your compass is broken. He's got these like wise yeah. Anthony Hopkins lines. <laughs> the, the, uh, uh, there's one that I'm missing that they say, and I really enjoyed it. But then the one go to also uh, when they get all fired up, what one man can do, another can do. I love that. Yeah. He's that is trying to pump him up yeah and that's awesome like that is a good pump up like it can be accomplished uh it's been done before so it can be done again type of thing there was something else there uh but there's yeah. the i don't know not that it's going to be in a trailer but when he's like today i'm gonna kill the mother effer yeah <laughs> I feel like that's a little cheesy nineties yeah. thing. Uh, but there is another, we're going to kill him. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but, uh, wh- how did you watch this? I just watched it on Disney plus. I do have it on Blu-ray, Okay. but I just, because I started it and then 
uh, I watched like a half an hour when no one was home, and then it's like, oh, I'll finish it up tonight, and then I, yeah. I meant to check the Blu-ray, just wondering if I have any extra features. I did not. Mine does not. I don't know if they're the same, but it looked no. great. I'll say that. Yeah, it, uh, does, it looked really great, actually. Like the like crisp. <laughs> I do. I am on your side. I like crisp. I I I, I don't mind a little uh, retain the grain or whatever, but I do like crisp clear very clean movies and having seen uh the abyss in 4k in theaters there and that and people are kind of complaining that it's uh like too cleaned up and i think aliens is going to be that way too it's like i don't care i love it it's just watching Star Wars even on Disney Plus. It's like, I like how it looks. The originals, like the 4K originals now, all clean and. Uh, I forget if I've even watched them there. Maybe I did do Empire on Disney Plus. It looks good. It looks I just, good. the other ones, it's like, why do we need this? musical number right now yeah well that's a whole different thing yeah. uh alec baldwin's and glenn gary glenn ross yeah by david mamet uh here's something we're jumping around but so they ask him uh i maybe i'm stretching here but so three finger jack it's like uh, Anthony Hopkins knows everything. Yeah. So then he challenges him. He's like, what's on the other side of this canoe paddle? And he knows. And I think I remember seeing that distinctly uh, as one of the first scenes I've ever seen in this movie. I was like, maybe I saw that on TV or, or whatever. But do you think there's a connection there or is it just a coincidence that he wants to know what's on the other side of his watch, Alec Baldwin's watch. That's the first time it came to mind this time. I don't know if that was on purpose at all. Well, it's like on the other side is what. Yeah, there could be some an intended parallel there. I think he obviously knows what's on the other side. And even before it's confirmed, I think he knows. Right. And I do like that it doesn't really dance around that part of it. Um, yeah. F like, it gets right to it, and it's not everything's brought out right away, but obviously it's a movie. You're seeing his perspective, so they're showing you what you, what you need to see. So you kind of can tell something's going on between them, or at least they want you to think that there is. So that I don't, uh, and it's not like it's a trick or anything. Uh, so you kind of know between Alec Baldwin and his wife. Yeah. Or Anthony Hopkins wife. Yeah. That's see, I feel like this is where 
the half star is deduced <laughs> a little bit in that like if this guy is so smart he's gonna pick up on this and know this and it's like well they admit that he kind of does know this but then it's like well everyone knows he's so smart Alec Baldwin like it's like you think you're gonna trick this guy <laughs> you know what I mean like I guess you could be stupid that you think you're so smart that you're gonna trick this guy but it just seems a little weird you know what I mean where it's like uh yeah I guess there that's also just something about Alec Baldwin's character right. he's got kind of an ego he's all like you don't deserve her and right there's a whole other side to it than just like can I get away with it like he almost doesn't care um but it is yeah I don't know it's it's handled differently than other movies would handle it and I don't know it's not like it's amazing like it's not <laughs> it's not like a twist ever and it's not trying to be so maybe that's also better about it that it doesn't try and surprise the audience with like any sort of reveal because it's like yo, know, you kind of figure that from the beginning and even like right away before you even know anything about Alec Baldwin like they get off that one plane and he's talking to the mechanic and there's he's like looking over and it's showing a shot of his wife and he's like oh I'd love to get my hands on her and he says like what do you mean and he's like the plane so it's like a little thing there where it's like he's already paranoid it seems about his wife so it's kind of setting something up there but I don't know it's not that complex <laughs> no uh, I had a note here Obviously, I don't know, but I feel like Alec Baldwin is playing himself. It's like, this seems like Alec Baldwin in real life as much as I have any clue of what he is. It, it seems like maybe not the uh, photographer part of it, but the rest of it, once they're like in survival mode, it's like, this seems like how he acts in interviews and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> and I think it's excellent. There's sometimes, though, and this is what I was kind of talking about before, he's, he comes off the way he is on Saturday Night Live. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those. Like, when he was on in, like, the 90s, I, I just, I know I have had a couple DVDs of like best of Adam Sandler, best of um, Chris Farley, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and he's in, I don't know if he was in more than one episode. I'm sure he has hosted a few times, but there's something about like this comedic acting he has. And it, maybe that's why I felt like it's a little too goofy is it was just bringing that up in my memory. It's not bad. It's just I feel like it doesn't always fit the tone of this movie. Mm -hmm. 
Um, there's just talking about writing. Uh, there's a lot of things kind of set up ahead of time. Some more obvious than others, but like just in the first opening five minutes, they drop a bunch of terminology, uh, bird strike. What's yeah. that? And then you explain it's when you run into a flock of birds. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. And uh, the deadfall they see at the cabin uh, when they first get there. And it's kind of setting up the end. Um, this isn't really a setup, but like the fact that he gets the knife at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and then they, it gets a lot of use. I do love that scene though, where Three Finger Jack's like, "Give him a coin." <laughs> the way he says that, and it's like, I don't know, I don't know that that it kind of shows the tension between them, maybe. And it's like, oh, if you don't give a coin, it cuts the friendship. And it's like, they're not friends. You kind of get that impression. So it's a pretty good scene, I think, setting up their relationship. And there's a whole thing about the compass when he's reading the book and he does that a couple time. And uh, the watches. Obviously, like, that's pretty obvious, but, like, um, how... I don't know when the first time you see Alec Baldwin's watch is, but I feel like you you kind of are suspicious of that pretty quickly. Yeah, and then just how he says his is broken right away after yeah. the crash. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of know what's up. But, uh, yeah, good writing. Good, uh, good dialogue, I think. It's never... It is corny. interesting. I looked at the director's filmography and he did a couple things, but then he did do Die Another Day. And it's just like... Scripts really matter. Because yeah. he's obviously a capable director. But it's just like... If you're given insane things to film and insane dialogue, it's just like... I don't care who you are, it's going to be kind of trash, right? Unless it's, it's, you change it somehow. But, like, he was given a good story, given a good actors, given good uh, script, and then was able to direct and do it well, so full credit to him. But then if you're given trash... It's, uh, it's a little harder. It's a little harder to pull off. Uh, the bear roar for his surprise birthday. Yeah. It's like, that's like a real roar there. There was no... <laughs> like, that's not a fake someone making a roar. Like, it's a... But then it's like, it's pretty sick, that joke. Like, I guess they didn't think it was, like... But for the way it's filmed, it's, like, you think it's a real bear. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's no way that... That would be terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, like, just... Oh. 
did they open the door? Like, are were they planning on tricking him into actually thinking there was a bear, or was it like we're just going to surprise him and I'll throw on this bear rug just as an extra bonus? Yeah, like, it know. doesn't seem like they would have gone to that much length to get him in the mindset that there's a bear inside. So. Right. No. But it is, it's pretty good because I wasn't even sure. I'm like, does he see the bear here? Like, I, I honestly didn't remember what was going to happen. That's the thing. Seeing this movie a couple times, I think it's actually a good thing that uh, there's things where it's like, I don't exactly remember what happens here. Uh, and I think that's actually a good thing. People talk about in... Uh, the thing the, yeah. the scene where they're they have all their blood in the cups and they're gonna uh, test it and the editing there where it's like you don't know when it's gonna jump yeah because he's like just sporadic and it's just like it's gonna happen now and like there's so much where it's not you you could watch that movie a dozen times and you still never really yeah. have it memorized. Yeah, it's done in a way that there's not a build up. Right, there's no it music. There's because sometimes like these days there's a build up to be like uh and it didn't happen. Right. So it's like you're expecting it you're expecting one thing or another, which uh, obviously you're always uh, it's always going to be, it either does it or doesn't. Those are the two options. But the way the language of cinema is speaking, it's like, I know that either it's going to be not it and it's trying to trick me or it is going to happen because it's being built up. But when there's absolutely nothing, you don't even know that it's time for something to happen. So, right. yeah, this, they really go out of the way to, yeah, make it seem like, something could be in there but yeah i don't know that the characters were doing that yeah uh the photo shoot some nice cultural appropriation yeah but it's just like is it really necessary to be where you are like it just seems like overkill like, yeah it's just like you're and all the way up in Alaska. It's like you couldn't find mountains in California. Like California is a huge state. It's got lots of mountains in California. It's just and like, they're just doing this photo shoot on the dock of where they went. They don't <laughs> go anywhere. It's just. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it seemed a little unnecessary to be. But at the same time, you could see a big fashion magazine or something like we need snow. Let's go to Antarctica <laughs> like, yeah. type of like almost like, uh, just a, uh, promotional little gimmicky thing. Yeah. Uh, so we got a new TV on our main floor. So that's where I watched some of this on. Yeah. Don't worry. It's factory settings. Motion <laughs> smoothing was on. 
and, okay. my, and God bless her, my wife was losing her mind. She, I'm like, yeah, I'll figure it out later. I just wanted to make it work. And no, we got to get rid of uh, motion smoothing. So did that. But then when I was watching it, I'm just fiddling around with more settings. And lo and behold, I found filmmaker mode. Nice. Click that. Made it even look that much better. It honestly <laughs> did. It's just like, and it was right around uh, the photo shoot time, and then they get on the plane. So maybe it was that as well, where it's like all these scenic shots. It's like yeah. this looks awesome. <laughs> there, so. when they uh, hit the geese, yeah, that looks a little yes. like stop motion kind of yeah. thing. But it that but it's okay. so quick that it's, it's so quick, forgivable. and that line of like how you planning to kill me, and I wouldn't even call it a jump scare, but a sudden burst. Yeah. It's kind because, of like the thing talking about that, where it's like you're focusing on the conversation, you're not really expecting anything else to happen, right? At that moment, yeah, it's not a horror movie jump scare where everything's yeah. silent or whatever and you're just blasting a loud noise but i do love all the blood in that <laughs> scene just be, it makes it more horrific and like crazy and the plane crash is pretty effective yeah um talking about blood the attack on uh their buddy steven yeah. the guy from the matrix too yeah, um, and Mercutio from Laz Berman's Romeo and Juliet. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, he he. Uh, that is terrifying. Like that is such a good attack. Yeah, like uh, that is yeah scarier than anything like because it's I've, real like it's something that could happen and you have no control over it and it's just like well i'm dead I, I think it's also just part of that is like it's well paced in that he's like upset because he sees that he didn't bury the blood rag yeah and then it was just uh whereas like I think the guy would still stink of blood, uh, the rest of them. But either way, it's like, and the bears here. It's not this whole drawn out fake uh, suspense. It's just like boom, boom, boom. But yeah, getting ripped apart in a, by a bear. Uh, I saw a thing where it's like these stupid men humor things on Instagram or whatever. And then it's like you have to you have different animals are worth different amounts of money and you have a thousand dollars and you have to you're up against a grizzly bear and it's just like a tiger's like seven fifty and like a hyena or a wolf is a hundred dollars. <laughs> like you have to like it's just stupid like clickbait for people yeah. to comment to like, well, what would you do? And then there's like honey badgers and stuff like this and then it's like yeah, i don't know what like to defend yourself against the bear it's like 
would you could ten wolves take on one bear? Uh, I guess it would be a good showdown. But like the big mama, huge not mamas, but the largest <laughs> grizzlies or Kodiaks, whatever the biggest one are, like they're insane. Their strength and like incidental strength. Like they don't know how strong they are. Yeah. Type of thing. The thing is, like talking about which animal, even if you chose another bear of equal size, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's anyone's game. Like yeah. you watch those bear fights on like nature's metal or anything like yeah it's scary <laughs> yeah but like there yeah there's some pretty uh, intense stuff with uh, bears fighting each other and then they walk away and it's like yeah they're defeated but they're still okay yeah <laughs> like sometimes not as much as others but still it's like they can take a hit <laughs> Oh, it's unbelievable. Like, it really is. That's the one thing where they get where they get hit and smacked back and stuff. Yeah. That was, uh, like, I think you're done. Like, maybe you could take a backhand where he's not clawing you. And like, yeah. But like, yeah, there I, is one point where Alec Baldwin gets it, like, in the chest with a claw. Yeah, like at least a claw, maybe a few, but he seems fine. Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know, like those things are so strong. There, was, I saw some like comparison about it, where it's like if you took like the strongest, best, like combination of like a UFC fighter and jujitsu and like the best human fighter warrior. And it's like, you would need like 20 of them to fight one chimpanzee. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like the chimpanzee would still win. And it's just like pick some random chimpanzee. It doesn't yeah. like it have to be like some alpha male thing. Just like a normal average chimpanzee that's smaller than us or whatever. But just like it doesn't matter how strong they are. It's like their one arm yeah. can take on like five men. <laughs> like, it's just like, and then, yeah, the guy's joking about it. It's like, and they got four arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, just these killing machines. Have you ever seen that clip of like a talk show that yes. has a bear on it and it like attacks the woman? <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying. Oh, it is <laughs> terrifying. Like, uh, that, Bart the bear, I was when I was looking at it, it said he grew to be nine feet, and that's average for brown bears. Nine <laughs> feet. So, yeah, average. So there's ones that are ten feet tall. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. And, yeah, yeah. that's brown bears. Uh, I don't know. Don't Kodiaks get bigger? Maybe. I, I feel like body wise, they they probably look bigger, but I don't know. Yeah, that, <laughs> you've seen Grizzly Man, right? Yeah, but like <laughs> I love that, where it's like the guys talking about the bears thinking that the guy's mental, 
because it's just like, why are you getting so close to us? Just like, we can just kill you anytime we want. Like, that's the only reason. Yeah, but the sheer power of those things is, I don't, it is, it's like, you can't comprehend it. Because yeah. it's so much, you don't, you can't even understand how much stronger it is than you, right? And it's like us to, I think the degree is like even more than us to like a, a two year old. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just like, it's, it's not even, I'm fascinated by how strong they are and they don't even work out. <laughs> like they're not even trying to be strong. It's just what they are. Just yeah, like, but they're just, just like eating fish all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also thinking about uh, us versus a two-year-old. Obviously, you're stronger, but there is that like uh, mental element of like, well, I don't want to hurt you, so I'm not gonna use my full strength or right. whatever. But that doesn't exist for a wild animal. <laughs> like, right. It's just I get to do whatever I want. Yeah, it's it's wild. Uh, so that plane crash yep. looks pretty good. There's a nice shot when it's like heading toward the water. Uh, looks pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. The plane sinks in the lake. That's a nice little thing where it's like, well, they're not, they can't even hang around there. It's not like someone's going to fly over and see the wreckage. So that gives them yeah, a I pretty was good thinking, reason to get moving and they can't salvage anything. Yeah. I was thinking of some other survival movie where they go back. Is it? I don't think it's Castaway. I'm just trying to think of like another one where it is a plane crash and they got to go back and try to grab something out of the plane or something that's sunk. Just trying to think. Something in water? I feel like it's in water. Hmm. And that's like part of the thing where it's like, I know where more of this whatever they need is and as i go well it's in there but no one wants to go back i know that was in i forget what it was called i think it's called planet of dinosaurs that i watched last year okay and then one of the people get eaten in the lake <laughs> when they try and get back into the ship uh i like that He's just in like a blazer. Yeah. It's not like a winter coat or anything because obviously he wasn't planning on being out for so long. So it's just like kind of a nice jacket. <laughs> yeah. And I do, I prefer the revenant on this one, but I do love that they, when they kill the bear, they skin it. Yeah. And make stuff for themselves. I prefer the revenant when it's like just this heavy carpet on top of yourself. Where it's yeah. like, that seems like more what I would do. Where it's like, that's, I need as much warmth as possible. Obviously, it's heavy to carry, but uh, yeah. Oh, one pet peeve. Maybe I didn't knock any 
points off of the Lost World, Jurassic Park, or Lord of the Rings. But there is a casualness of getting your feet wet in this as well. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is just yeah, like... Yeah, I think just, I noticed that too. And it's just like, your feet get wet. Like, people die in world wars when their feet get wet and there's you can never dry them. Uh, it's like, your feet get wet. They are not drying unless you have sun and air to dry them. Like, just sit. They make in, fires. They made of. Yeah. No, I know. And that's the thing. <laughs> but, like, unless you have heat or air moving through them over an extended period of time, normal shoes, normal socks are wet for eternity. <laughs> and it's just like having a lifetime of walking through forest and playing with my cousins and stuff and getting your feet wet camping and stuff and it's just like a half an hour of soggy feet is like <laughs> enough to lose my mind uh, so yeah uh i love that anthony hopkins like they're not they don't like there's a little bit of like high tension but like no one's like losing their minds that much over stuff they're pretty focused and uh, there's the one part um which i think which one of them it is um it's out baldwin or steven one of the, I think it's Alec Baldwin's freaking out, and then he keeps asking him the same question. Oh yeah, the uh, it must be after he gets eaten, isn't it? Um, and he's like, "How do you make fire from right. ice?" That's like the one time that someone's really losing it. Um, bear noises are terrifying. I think this also does a good job of it seeming natural and not like a movie villain animal yeah. where it's just the bear like making casual noises like <laughs> it's not growling and roaring it's just like <gasps> yeah like breathing and yeah, stuff that and like, like that is terrifying like and I think that's why the obviously the the one attack is pretty terrifying for other reasons too but like when you just hear that and it's like it just it sounds large and uh scary <laughs> yeah. but i will say about um steven's death it's not overly gory like no. it is brutal but it's not like in your face like oh he just ripped his arm off oh now he's there's blood everywhere it's just like you it's scary it's i don't know if visceral is the right word but like uh yeah it's i don't feel like it's gory it doesn't push it in that way yeah no i think yeah i don't have a ton to say i just like it all I like that the bear is maybe a half an hour in the middle of the movie. 
of well, yeah, they, stuff. you get it in chunks too. It's not like now we're dealing with a bear for a half hour. It's like they see it, they get away, it comes back, they get away, comes back again. Like I don't know if it's three like that, but yeah. I, it's something like that. And then uh, I like the like I'm gonna kill it, like the, yeah. when it kind of that turn of decision. Yeah, and when he says that, says we're gonna kill it or him or whatever, it cuts to. Well, I guess that's when they like throw the fire and like kind of make a ring around yeah. themselves with the fire, which is pretty cool. And then it cuts to the daytime and it's showing like broken trees, like they've been busy making mm-hmm. weapons and traps and stuff. But as soon as it did that cut, I thought, oh, it's like Predator. And then even the music has a low piano sound like the Predator score. And I forget who did Predator, but there is a there is a similarity there, I'm going to say. I really love these movies. Just talking about it, I want to watch Crawl. I want to watch <laughs> The Ghost in the Darkness. I want to watch The Grey. Survival against animals jaws the classic it's just great great stuff homeward bound (laughs) yeah um actually saying predator just reminded me um of prey and i was thinking of prey when they're fighting the bear at the one point and there's the part in Prey where the predator is like holding it over his head and the blood's gushing out. I, that re- <laughs> I want to buy Prey on physical media and I also want Chippendale Rescue Rangers on physical media. Like the movie. Does Rescue Rangers have a physical? I don't know. I don't think I've seen it. But I think I told you I don't know if I, I know I said I was going to do it, but when we were in Florida, I did get my Prey Blu-ray English only. And then I saw it today at Walmart with the French and it's like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't get that. You muted yourself. (laughs) I missed the mute when I was coughing (laughs) and now I, I got it. Uh, you did get Prey? Yeah. English nice. only cover. Um, probably going to do a trip over the border in like the summer this year. Uh, June-ish. Just to hang out do some shopping not have to drive for a full day or two get some english blu-rays um i still want to get the lost world on 4k 
Yeah, and I, I wanted... That was one thing, actually, in Florida. I was looking for Jurassic Park and didn't ever see it. Uh, that That's the obvious. Jurassic Park is the obvious survival, animal survival. What's the ultimate animal? Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what I've always wanted. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why it's so good. It's the pinnacle of these movies. It is and it isn't. It's obviously, yeah, they are like the ultimate animal, but it's also like not natural where this is like, oh, we just came across this thing. Um, Right. It'd be like getting trapped in a zoo. Yeah. Did you think some of the bear stuff looks sped up? And I wonder if they that's always like the, to do that kind of stuff. I uh, now now thinking about it, maybe that was even the animatronic, and it was like because I know there was one shot, and it's kind of um, they're running towards the camera, but the camera's up pretty high, so like it's looking down, and Anthony Hopkins has it behind him. But I wonder if it's like they were running slow because the animatronic can't move that fast and then they just sped it up and that's why it looked that way yeah I'd, i would love a commentary on this and yeah see what's real what's fake and all that i do love when the bear's wet and that yeah. like fur how it clumps together yeah looks like spikes um the bear scenes actually make me anxious even though i know this isn't real and whatnot but i think maybe because it's a real bear and there's there are real people whether or not it's the actors it's kind of like that movie roar we watched where there's just like giant cats yeah and actual people it's like someone's gonna die (laughs) yeah well you're not meant that's the thing with uh like with pets or whatever where there's just certain ones that like they don't know their own strength where it's like i see these guys playing with lions and stuff like when they're cubs and then they're doing it while they're older and it's like yeah but you're doing it but like i see that you're struggling yeah. Where it's like, this isn't a golden retriever that, like, even if a golden retriever <coughs> or a German shepherd more ris- realistically gets aggressive, it's like, yeah, a German shepherd could do a lot of damage, but, like, there's some, I don't know, like, <laughs> a German shepherd can't just take me down without any effort. Like, uh, these guys with tigers, like Tiger King and all these nutcases, where it's like, this thing could just roll over and kill me (laughs) without even, like, it could kill me by accident, is what I'm saying. Where it's like, at least a dog would have to kill you on purpose. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I loved it. I like the, uh, underlying, like the David Mamet adding to the not just survival but then 
they're kind of enemies in the <laughs> enemies not the right word but whatever the uh alec baldwin sleeping with anthony hopkins wife and that it's interesting that they choose never to go back to the other people yeah that's that was something i thought <coughs> Yeah. just stays with them until they get back. And I kind of, like, forgot the very ending. In my mind, I was remembering the helicopter landing and Alec Baldwin dying. But then... Uh, the whole, like, going back to the cabin, I kind of forgot. And I would say that actually takes it down a notch where all the reporters are there. It's like... How long have they been away, first of all? And I guess they get word, but it just seems a little hokey and cheesy that you have, like, this many reporters. Yeah, they've all been staying there. Yeah. For days. Days, weeks. Like, they, Alec Baldwin has a pretty good beard. Like, it's... And the way they're talking, it seems like it's been at least... It feels longer. A couple weeks. I I don't know. I thought it was just what you see is what it is, and like they spend a few nights. I thought it was less than a week. Less than a week. I don't know. Maybe I thought it was only. Some people can grow beards pretty quickly. Anthony it's still just Hopkins like double. It's not like. Well, I feel like what's his name, Alec Baldwin has a pretty thick one but that could just be him compared to anthony he is a very hairy man yeah um alec baldwin pointing a gun at someone holds a whole new meaning now (laughs) good thing he didn't actually accidentally kill sir anthony hopkins not that it was his fault necessarily but couldn't help but think about it. No, you never. Yeah, I do love that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess we did Red October, where I chucked that uh, in. Yeah, it's. I know it's someone's fault, but I know it's not mine. I love that <laughs> line. Uh, talking about how long they're gone, I thought it was three or four days because you never see them eat until they kill the bear and then they get to feast, and I like that. Where it's like they caught the squirrel, but then they don't get to eat it. And then they never catch a fish. And you really, yeah, like if they have eaten anything, they don't show it. And it's just like a nice reward. You kill the bear, you get to feast, you get cool fur coats and attire. It's just uh, you really get to reap the rewards of that. How long <laughs> does the movie The Edge take place? It's kind of like Beauty and the Beast. I think you can track this, though, because it is... Well, I don't have an answer for this, but I'll uh, 
ask you this. How many times does Alec Baldwin say Charles in the movie? What would your guess be? Um, let me do it this way. What's the runtime of this? It's two hours. Just, un- just under two hours. Um, I was going to... First number that came to mind, I was going to say 65. That's <coughs> almost... <laughs> Nathan may not make it through this episode. 65 would be uh, almost once every two minutes. Is that and your guess? I feel like it's probably more than that because... I don't know. I guess he's not just saying that all the time. That's, I think that's pretty high. So let's just keep it. We'll say 65. Apparently, you have it. 113 <laughs> times. Oh, so it's almost half. Take it long, Charles. Why in the world would that be, Charles? Well, Charles, we're going on an impromptu adventure. What do you say, Charles? What do you say, Charles? Can I tell you something, Charles? That doesn't feel south, Charles. Charles. Kill or whatever. You might want to conserve your breath. What? Charles. Why would I want to kill you, Charles? Why would I want to do that? Charles, baby. No offense, Charles, but I get my own girl. Why would I want to antagonize you, Charles? Why would I want to do something like that? You know something, Charles? You got it, Charles! Come on! Come on, Charles! Come on! Hold on, Charles! Charles. Snap out of it, Charles. Get over it, Charles. I just need you to navigate. Charles, you know you're starting to loosen up. Charles! Charles! Charles, stay back! Charles, stay back! I don't want to know how, Charles! I'm not in a very humorous mood, Charles. What are we gonna do, Charles? What are we gonna do, Charles? No, 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 Charles. How are we going to lure him? I don't know, Charles. Ah! I don't think it'll work, Charles. Charles! Can't get me! Charles! Charles, oh God! Charles? Charles? What's the matter, Charles? See, Charles, that's why they call it personal growth. Hell of an adventure, eh, Charles? You know that you don't, Charles. Come on, Charles. Come on, Charles. Why is that so important to you, Charles? You live in a dream world, Charles. You always have. Now turn your back, Charles, and I don't want to hear any more of your goddamn nonsense. Don't go any further, Charles. Life is a short thing, Charles. Charles, don't! Ah! Ah! Oh, God, Charles, oh, God. I think I've broken my leg, Charles. Oh, God, Charles. Oh, God, Charles, no, please. I don't feel very well, Charles. Charles, what is it? What is it, Charles? I can't say that I feel very well at all, Charles. Hell of a way to end an outing, eh, Charles? I don't really feel quite 100%, Charles. I'm your hobby farm, eh, Charles? Guy who tried to kill you, that's terrific, Charles. I don't feel sorry for you, Charles. Charles, I gotta tell you, Charles, and your wife, Charles. Listen to me, Charles. I swear it on my life, Charles. Charles. Never too late for a kind gesture, eh, Charles? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess he does say it a lot when it's like he doesn't answer him. Well, that... Charles! Charles! Yeah, and just like the the action scenes and just like, give me your hand and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, 
those add up quickly. Yeah. Um, that is interesting. Uh, I'm did, dying did we, here. It's almost been a year because uh, I think we did Titanic for Brenda's birthday, which is next week. Uh, I think, that, or no, we did it in April, so no, yeah. we were going to do it for her birthday. Uh, but I remember looking that up for that, like Rose and Jack, how often right. those are said. That's a longer movie, and I forget what the numbers were, but it was insane. I feel like that happens when that's not in the script. Where it's like, you're running over here, you're running over there. And even in this one, perhaps, too. Where it's just like, it kind of just happens. Um, Anthony Hopkins almost died filming this. Because he was on painkillers for a neck problem. And then he fell in a river and didn't feel how cold he was becoming until he began to suffer from hypothermia. Had to be rushed to the hospital to be treated. Got to be careful with those painkillers. Don't know what's up. Okay, well, I think we've uh, said what we need to say. Yeah, so I'll just wrap it up as far as I don't... Yeah, the very end, I don't love the him coming back uh, and the reporters. If the reporters weren't there, I feel like there's probably a couple edits of this movie where they just... It ended with the helicopter landing, and that's it. Like, you well, don't even yeah. Need if you them. don't have the reporters, and you can still have like, he walks up and hands her the watch, maybe. Uh, but yeah, the I don't even know what is important about what he says to the reporters, other than he says like. They died saving my life. Like, kind of. You're muted still. (laughs) Uh, He kind of not lies, but like uh, glorifies them in their death. Right. So that's nice. But yeah, it's not that I don't think that brings it down for me. It's just... uh, yeah, it could have been a tighter ending, but I'm getting a lot of how many days would the edge of tomorrow take place? <laughs> the edge of tomorrow. Okay, yeah. I was like, why would that come up? But yeah, I guess the name uh, is there. Uh, now I'm just looking at IMDb trivia, but Jenna Fisher of The Office has cited this as one of her favorite movies and that she makes an effort to watch it every year. Which is mm. interesting because Dwight loves bears so much. <laughs> uh, some guy on Reddit is guessing three to five weeks based on facial hair growth. And how, how how far they travel on foot. 
How does he know how far they travel on foot? I don't know. He, it never really shows the distance. Um, one guy says, I don't know the answer, but I do know that what one man can do, another can do. <laughs> No more than five weeks. The seasons don't seem to change that much. The wife isn't yet married to another billionaire. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. She wouldn't need to marry anyone else. Yeah. Um, man, Jerry Goldsmith's awesome. Just looking at what else he did. I don't know why I'm not looking at the movie that I was going to see if he did music for, which was Predator. Instead, I'm looking at his filmography to see if it comes up. Very backwards way to do it, but I'm kind of glad I'm looking at it because it's awesome. Too many things to say. I feel like I'm past where it would have come out. Okay. It wasn't him, but uh, still, I might drop in the music for everyone to hear. And me saying it now doesn't matter because I already did it 30 minutes mm -hmm. ago. But uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know what we're doing next week. Um, I think we all text Steve and we should pick a franchise. I don't know if that's what we're going to do next week, but yeah, we we, we were going to start another franchise. I feel like I thought of it like uh, last week. I said there's something I've been thinking, and I forgot what it was. Uh, we talked about maybe finishing pirates. I don't did was Steve on those episodes or that episode? I forget how we did that. If we just I did don't one and so. then the other two. Um. I should check and see if he was, and then he could join us. But if not, we'll just do it. Um, but if she wants to, uh, I know that we did do something for Brenda's birthday last year, and it sounds she brought it up. So I feel like she probably wouldn't mind being on something next well, week. Well, then let her decide the movie. Yeah. Uh, although I feel like it's going to be a very busy week, so we'll see if it even works. But, right. uh A lot going on uh so it could be the following but we'll figure something out uh there, there are lots of things coming out i don't know if it's this week or not but i keep seeing things and it's like oh we should do that we should do that um and i never write it down so i never remember but thanks for listening to us talk about the edge uh from 1997 if you haven't seen it go see it we both gave it four and a half a certified four and a half movie thanks for listening thanks for listening <laughs> i'm gonna cough and die here yeah. you want to die out here i don't think it'll work charles 
I'm gonna kill the bear. You believe it, Bob? Run up to the bear. Slap him, slap him, slap, slap, slap. Blood! I'm gonna kill the bear. Say it again! I'm gonna kill the bear. And again! I'm gonna kill the bear! Say it! You wanna die out here. Blood! I'm gonna kill the bear. And again! I'm gonna kill the bear! Yeah! You wanna die out here. No, Charles. I'm gonna kill the bear! Blood! God damn right. What one man can do, another can do. What one man can do, another can do. And again! What one man can do, another can do. And again! What one man can do, another can do! Yeah! Today, I'm gonna kill the motherfucker. And again! I'm gonna kill the bear. Say it again! I'm gonna kill the bear! Say it! You wanna die out here? No, Charles. I'm gonna kill the bear! Blood! You're goddamn right. Today, I'm gonna kill the motherfucker.